This is Camilla and Claire. Investigate. This week on Camilla and Claire Investigate Podcasting, we talk to Suze Cooper from Big Tent Media. Here's a little bit of what's coming up. There are a lot of podcasts out there and the way that your podcast sounds is really important to people. Consistency doesn't necessarily mean that every single episode has to run in exactly the same way, be the same length or anything like that. I can be ruthless. Welcome to this episode of Camilla and Claire Investigate. And in this series, we are investigating, we're going full meta and investigating the art of podcasting itself in a podcast. And there's so much to learn. We are live today in the podcast show in London And we are surrounded by people who know a huge amount of podcasting, which is incredibly reassuring because Camilla and I, today is our day where we are learning about what podcasting is. And we're doing that in a podcast. Yes. And we're learning lots of stuff about the content that we put in, how we record it and all those sorts of things. I've even started to delve into the world of tech and what we do when we've got the content. But there's a piece that we haven't talked about yet. And that is the bit that you do when you've recorded it and it's sitting in your computer, or as other people call it, post-production. Yes. And I needed somebody to help me with this. And luckily, I've happened across somebody that knows a lot about this. This is Suze Cooper, director of Big Tent Media. Thank you for joining me in this lovely booth. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's such a lovely booth. It really is. It's nice, yeah. isn't it? It's nice to have a sit down. It to be is. Honest. Yeah, it's busy out there. It is really busy at the show. How are you going at the show so far? Okay. I mean, you know, top tip for anyone who's thinking of coming next year, you definitely have to pace yourself. <laughs> it is full on and there's so much to see and I've hardly scratched the surface, to oh, be absolutely. honest. But, there's uh, so much going on. I need another day at least. Yeah. So, Suze, tell me, you're somebody who has always been immersed in the world of audio and kind of moving into podcasting through broadcasting, things like that as well. Tell me, first of all, what you love and can recommend about the world of podcasting. Podcasting is just so unique because it allows people to dip into really niche topics and on their own timescale. Like the fact that it's on demand and allows you to listen whenever you have that moment and with whatever you are doing because of it being so portable and accessible, it just makes it such a great medium. You know, you take it with you, you can listen to something that you want to find out about. You can listen to something you didn't even know you wanted to find out about. There are so many podcasts out there. I mean, that has its own advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. But um, for a listener, you know, pretty much any topic I reckon you could put into a search and, uh, and find a podcast about it. And I find that really exciting. That's crazy, isn't it? And I think the bit that you've kind of, like me, you're a person who has audio at the very core of their soul. And this is lovely to see so many people being enthusiastic about audio at a show like this and kind of taking nuggets home with them and new things to try. And Camilla and I are on that journey with people from the very beginning. And as I said before, we are learning about how to make podcasts because there's a lot of unanswered questions. And... I'm, I'm learning a bit. Tell us what you think we should know about post-production. I've got my audio. It's sitting there in my file. What do I do to turn that into something that people want to listen to? 
Sure. So um, I think it's really important to have an understanding of how you're going to edit your podcast. And there are lots of different ways you can do that. You can do that yourself. There are lots of videos online that will show you how to use a software like Audacity, which is a free software that you can download from the internet, or something a little bit more technical, perhaps in um, Adobe Audition, which is a more a paid for version of a very similar thing. Now, learning to edit audio isn't particularly difficult. If you can highlight, copy and paste words in a text document, then I'm fairly sure you can probably find your way around a sound wave. But I understand that being faced with this wave, this pattern, which is your recorded audio, can be quite overwhelming. Like, where do you start? How do you know what to chop out? How do you get it to sound better than it does perhaps from the raw recording? And so... Some people will choose to work with a producer or an editor to really hone that audio and make sure that it's the best it can be. And I think that's the thing. There are a lot of podcasts out there and the way that your podcast sounds is really important to people. Yes, you have to have fantastic content, but making sure that that content sounds nice in people's ears and that it is content that's kind of really created so there's no fluff like if you're talking about you say you're talking about a specific topic then you don't want too many tangents and sometimes when you're interviewing someone or you're doing that podcast interview you will naturally have conversational tangents that will go <laughs> off in different directions and it might not necessarily be that thing that you're telling people this podcast episode is about and so editing allows you to sculpt that audio into a beautiful gem that only contains those bits that you really want people to hear about on the subject that you were aiming for in the first place. So there's a, a lot of reasons why editing your audio afterwards is a, a really good idea, whether you choose to do that by learning yourself how to do it or whether you choose to work with an editor. And it's great that we, you know, we can get rid of all of those moments. Only if only life was like that, that you could really um, highlight and delete certain bits. That would be good, wouldn't it? But in the world of podcasting, we can do that. Now, once we've taken out all of those fluffs and moments and tangents where we go off talking about goodness knows what. Um, somebody was talking to me earlier about a podcast about uh, chimney stacks, for instance. So that's a little tangent we can remove. How about, is there a formula you think that this podcast should take are there rules are there guidelines are there recommendations it's a really good question I mean in terms of editing you know you can have a really straight basic edit where all you want to do is just clean up that conversation that you had with someone if you've recorded into two separate tracks which is what I would always recommend so like you're on your microphone and that will record into one file I'm on this other microphone it will record into another then putting those two things back together as one file in a conversation is one part of the editing process then ensuring that that conversation stays in sync when you take out someone's cough or someone's sort of tick or their deep breath or whatever is another part of it but you might just want to clean up that and put those two sides of the conversation back together and have a really basic edit mm. it kind of depends on the format of your podcast there are a lot of podcasts that are just two people talking to one another and I think at the moment what podcasting is looking for and what's been great to hear about here at the show is that people are inspired to really push the boundaries of what podcasting can do format wise and that is what you can do with audio because it is a bit like a collage. Once you get used to how to cut and paste those different bits of audio, you can get really clever with it and it no longer needs to be just that conversation with those two people. You might want to 
present it and so you know you might actually want to script out this is me talking to you about the subject and we're going to hear clips from the person who I interviewed but you're not going to hear that actual full conversation. Right. So there's different ways of thinking about the format and thinking about the way that you edit it going together and I think at the moment podcasting isn't saturated you know there are millions of them but there are loads of books in the world as well and no one's telling authors not to write I love that that's a perspective (laughs) on it that's making me feel a load better and almost that generates more of a need and more of a passion doesn't it but I think what there is a need for is something that if it can be something more than just two people talking to one another for half an hour an hour yeah then do it. If you've got the capability and the inspiration to do it, then do something different and make yours unique. Why should someone listen to your conversation with this person over someone else's conversation with that person? You oh, know? no, that's a good idea. What, yeah, yeah. What is the, the hook that makes people need to listen to your version of this podcast? Mm. And um, that's what I really like drawing out with creators when I'm talking about, OK, I'm going to put this together for you. We're going to edit it. Yes, we can totally do it in that basic way, but we can also go further. What's the exciting thing we can do with it and we can try? Wow. So um, what would you, in your experience, what has been an exciting moment or something that you've done sort of in post-production with a podcast that's kind of elevated it? What, what Can you give us an example? Yeah, I mean, I've I've worked with podcasters who have done kind of several interviews but the hook is the topic that they're talking about so they've talked to lots of different people and you know I think we've all got used to oh let's have a zoom call let's record it and it'll be an hour long Mm. and that's a really long time Uh, and yes you want your guest to you want to appreciate your guest's time and all of that but actually if you just spoke to if you spoke to three people for 10 minutes each yeah and you used a couple of minutes from each of them that becomes a different version of a show than just talking to one person for a whole hour. Mm. And what you do then is you script that and you thread whatever your topic is and you bring in those people on their different perspectives on that topic Ah. and create something that is just a little bit different. And what that also then gives you, which is lovely in podcasting, is some bonus material because you never waste anything. uh, That You know, anything on the cutting room floor can be reused. You're going to have to be thinking about marketing your podcast later on. You will use the rest of that eight minutes from the 10 minutes minutes you had with someone as little clips and excerpts and we spoke to this right. person to market the episode oh, uh, give a whole you new just, headache <laughs> give you just some extra content to tease people in with so it's all useful fascinating so from my perspective and camilla's perspective we've obviously just started podcasting today at you know really the the home of podcasting i would say you know there's there's no finer place to start a podcast Um, and also to feel rather ignorant what should we do if you were me and you had all these lovely interviews and content what what do you reckon i need to do with it all Well, I would probably go through it and see what the common threads are, see if you've got some themes there, see whether or not something like I've just explained would be a good thing. Have you got a few people talking on the same thing, but someone explains part of it better than someone else? You know, could that be one episode and kind of really look and see whether you can group things together in some in some way so rather than have you know an episode per person Mm. have a have a subject maybe and then bring people in i mean i think part of it is looking at that raw audio and saying Mm. what have we got what works actually as just a standalone interview maybe you do have some that you think no these are real kind of stand out that worked really well let's do that one as an interview but then the following week's one is actually a bit different format but the one after is an interview again when you're starting out I would really imagine it as almost like an experiment as an experiment board 
Like, you don't have to do the same thing in every single episode. Oh, you see, this makes me nervous. You but need also... consistency, but consistency is you and Camilla being the hosts. Yeah. And consistency is making sure that your episodes go out on a regular frequency right. so people are expecting it to be in their podcast app. Consistency doesn't necessarily mean that every single episode has to run in exactly the same way, be the same length or anything like that. And that is what a good editor will do. A reason for working with an editor rather than doing it yourself is that I can be ruthless. I can take your audio and go, actually, I know you love that bit, but if we cut that, we can get this bit in. It links really nicely into the next thing. And you can really be the wicked stepmother with it, I'm afraid, and, and take it to task. And what you end up with might be a really neat little 20-minute audio gem. Now, that's what I'm really going for every time I edit someone's podcast, rather than an hour-long, kind of over-bloated piece of audio content. What you want is to really grind it right down into what those key moments are from those interviews. And the advantage there of the editor, as you say, is that you've got an objective pair of ears Mm on your work and I think you know even as a voiceover it's the hardest thing is actually trying to I spend a lot of my time stepping back from my work to hear it and see it from someone else's point of view you spend so much time trying to see your own stuff from someone else's point of view and working I guess with an editor on your podcast gives you that extra pair of ears and eyes if we're talking about video podcasting as well you know and some new possibilities really some yeah ways of looking at it that you hadn't thought of yeah exactly like me saying to you or well, think about it in themes or think about it yeah. in, you know would you want to put together a best of each day I mean you know if you've done Wednesday and these are the best bits and Thursday and could you bookend that in your series but then have the interviews in the middle there are lots of different ways of doing it and I think lockdown was great for people getting behind a microphone hitting record and creating some content now we need those content creators to think outside the box and start really pushing what audio can do and what it can be and that's what I'm really excited for. That is fascinating. I think that it's interesting because I guess we all bring our backgrounds with us, don't we, to whatever we're doing within podcasting space. And as somebody who kind of grew up in the BBC, the fact that the format doesn't have to be the same from sort of one episode to the next fills me with 50% fear, 50% liberation. I'm like, wow, I can go and I can do the thing. And it doesn't Certainly, have to be like that. There's no rule. Well, and, the other thing wow. is, when you're starting out, as I say, use it as a bit of an experimentation board. Do a series that, you know, the, the it's important to have consistent elements. Don't get me wrong. You want some anchors. You want some generics. So people want to hit play and hear the same music and the same intro each time from you and Camilla, say. And probably the same outro as well. They want to know that they're in a safe space and they know where yeah. they are. Yeah. But if you're playing about with the format, what you can do at the end of your series is then survey your audience. So you literally create a Google form survey, put the link in your show notes, direct people to that in your call to action at the end of your podcast and gather some real feedback from real people who have listened. And what they will tell you is which episodes really resonated with them. Did they enjoy those magazine style episodes? Actually, were they a bit chaotic and they far preferred those deeper interview ones Mm. that you did? Was 20 minutes enough? Did they want them to be longer? You might not get a huge number of people coming back to you, but the people who are coming back to you are your key listeners. They're those people who are really engaged in what you're doing. And, you know, it's worth 
any information, any real life data that you can get from listeners, podcast host data only goes so far, but to hear from real people, that then pushes you into, okay, what can our format be moving forward when we do this next time? That is fascinating. And you have made me feel that I need to go and find someone to talk to about audiences. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of people outside that door that will talk to you about that. there are. Yes, it's a whole new subject. And I was just thinking here as well, show notes is as well. And (laughs) isn't it interesting? The more we talk and the more we think, the more we don't know. Absolutely. (laughs) But that's the whole point, isn't it? It is. And it's a very freeing experience. Suze, how can people work with you if people are listening to the show and they think, I need a bit of that sort of Suze magic on my work? (laughs) The website is www.com bigtentmedia.co.uk or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Suze Cooper. That's S-U-Z-E Cooper. That is brilliant. Thank you so much for the inspiring conversation and I'm going to look at things differently again. (laughs) Thanks, Claire. Thank you. And uh, you're listening to Camilla and Claire Investigate. This is the podcast series, which is our inaugural series that we are starting today right here at the podcast show in London. And we're just exploring how to do podcasting and what it's all about. And who knows who we'll speak to next. This is Camilla and Claire Investigate. Coming up in the next show... We talk to Tommy Trelawney, podcaster and YouTuber. I found that a podcast was a really exciting, like, creative challenge. Mm. Not just sustaining interest for 10 minutes, maybe eight episodes, or nine episodes actually, because we did a little epilogue episode. 761,000 subscribers. I feel like by doing YouTube videos, by doing audio, I feel like I'm falling in love with this art form of how to tell a really good story. To make sure you get hold of the latest Camilla and Claire Investigate, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Thanks.